with sleazy women, and I smell like shit. Are you ready, Sniper? Yeah, I'm, re I'm totally ready. All right. All right. What's up, YouTube? Welcome to the Take 5 podcast. I'm Aaron Action. I'm Tex Nasty. And I'm Johnny Skulls. Today we have recurring guest, Dustin, and special guest from the Glam Slam Boogie Woogie Rock and Roll Band, Midnight Devils, hailing from Omaha, Nebraska, guitar-slinging Eddie Van Halen fanatic, Chris Sniper Heinlein. Thanks for coming on, man. Hey, thanks for having me, bros. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fun. All right. Today's topic is top five David Lee Roth era Van Halen songs. Ice Sniper with Jeff number five. <laughs> now, are we in the, is there, okay, I have a few questions. Are we in reverse yeah. order? We're, yeah. We're in reverse yeah. order. Yeah, yeah five on. to one. So one being your, your best. Okay. And I'm picking my lowest one? Yeah. Yeah, so we'll go from. Thought, um, okay. Since there's six David Lee Roth albums, shouldn't we do the top going six? Out with this. <laughs> we, don't have, we, we do honorable mentions but if you want to give us six go ahead okay so i'm gonna go six to one because I okay I, actually I, go I ahead and give us give us six and five and then we'll go on from there okay 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 all right uh that works okay so this is really hard because you know i, I mean i base them off like weird criteria but one of my uh one is uh, five and six was Light Up the Sky off Van Halen 2, which was it had a super cool breakdown in the middle of it. And then uh, uh, Lost Control on uh, Women and Children First. Right on. Right on. All right. Dustin, what'd you have for number five? Number five, I've got the uh, ever classic Everybody Wants Some. For the main, no other reason that everybody wants some. Yep. <laughs> Okay, I was thinking to see if I had that one. That, that was an honorable mention for me. That's, that's on my list. All right, John, what'd you have for number five? As it should be on uh, your Number list. five, I had Panama. Well, Sniper knows that one. <laughs> they do that one <laughs> live. <laughs> yeah. All right, Trex, what's your number five? All right, I got an opening statement. Okay. These are my Dave Lee Roth songs from Van Halen. I like through 1984. 1984 is the uh, album I remember when I got into music because you know I was like 11, 12 years old when that album came out. So it was the only album I knew at that time. I dived deeper into older albums and really found some songs I like. So my number five is Drop Dead Leg from 1984. Man. Mm. Amazing <laughs> song. Yeah, that's a great song. Like, underrated as fuck. Yeah. All right. This band has fans divided usually by which era they like better. And doing this list, I kind of realized I like them both about the same. My picks are kind of cliche, I guess. But number five, in the cradle will rock. Women, children first, 1980. Good song. Good mention. Yeah, that song's awesome. Yeah. All right, Sniper, we'll get number four. I was okay. thinking we were going to dive deeper past the hits, and that's why I was I was digging deeper than the hits. That's kind yeah, no, of yeah, no, yeah, no, dig as deep as you want, bro. Yeah, dude, yeah, okay. no, seriously, we're not the biggest Van Halen fan, so dude, you say what you you, you pick your favorites. It's your, it's your yep. top okay. five. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, I, I had another weird pick. I like I stayed away from eruption and in Spanish final yeah. that kind of stuff because I mean those are so well known. But yeah. There's a there's a song on uh, Van Halen two where Eddie Van Halen kind of incorporated tapping an octave up in the intro of the song called Women in Love, which had like great harmonies and this great intro that Ed did with an eventide harmonizer that was beyond cool. And as mm -hmm. a guitar player, everybody was like, oh, yeah, that's the one. Awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah, see, you I figured you'd go deep cuts. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's cool, though. I mean, like I said, if we would have done like a Motley Crue list, I would have been doing some like deep shit. You know what I mean? But like with Van Halen, I kind of, I mean, I know other stuff, but I'm just never the biggest fan of them. But all right, Dustin, what'd you have for number four? All right, I went deep with number four, Van Halen one, Boogie Woogie Shuffle, I'm the one. See, I don't think I even know that one. That's because uh, we, we go deep. Yeah, snipers would be like, Dave, you guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, what'd you have for number four? One, I mean, part of it too. Like hold on, hold on. Classic Van Halen Boogie Woogie Shuffle. And yeah. then the uh, that's when the uh, harmonies with – you know, Diamond Dave and Mike Anthony both. Man. Right on. All right, John, what you have for number four? <laughs> kind of cliche, hot for teacher. <laughs> I kind of figured that'd be on somebody's list. That, so yeah. Cliche, <laughs> whatever, but it's a classic, man. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sniper's like, get me out of here. Video. <laughs> the video. When that video come out, Alex was Aaron. The little no man Alex was what Aaron looked like when he was a kid. He <laughs> <laughs> looked like him. All right, Trex, what was your number four? Well, number four was their um, instrumental eruption. <laughs> I, I like it. <laughs> this sniper hates us, man. <laughs> no, no. I, you, you know. I, I thought we were going deep. That's why I was like, I didn't want to pick the, all the hits. In the <laughs> no, no. Deep. But see, I'm glad you are. And I'm, I'm glad you are. My because, yeah, it would suck if we. Deep, just so you know. So, yeah. I mean, you know. No, that's cool. So. See, it would suck if we all picked Dancing on the Street or Jump. You know what I mean? That would suck. I mean, it's. um. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we know it's on Trex's list. <laughs> I, no, I told you, Sniper. I said, when it comes to Debbie Roth, you're going to beat us all. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my number four, Unchained, Fair Warning, 1981. Oh, Great song. Yeah. Great song. Yes. Yeah. All right. Sniper, what you for number three? Well, unfortunately, it's already been broke. The seal broke. I, I'm the one by Van Halen on the first album. When, yeah. Back in the day, remember when you used to buy records? Yeah. It was like the fourth yeah. song, well, fifth song on that album. And just the, it's got such like the shuffle yeah to come into it so hard and as far as guitar playing goes i mean ed was just fucking on fire and if you saw him live i mean he just so went for it on that song and then there was that four-part harmony in the middle break yeah. and it comes back out and it just the shuffle on that makes that one of the hardest van halen songs to play ever and so of course i love it because the guitar is great and the harmonies and it made me want to buy a, a Spender Stratocaster so I could have a whammy bar and all that shit like, t like Eddie did. And so that's yeah. why it's my number three. Awesome. And I agree. Like, everything about that song is everything Van Halen, that era of Van Halen was. Shuffle, 
the energy, the harmony, everything you said, bro. That's why I picked it also. Yeah. Great story. 100%. It's a great song. Great choice. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Destin, what was your number three? I My number three has already been said also, Unchained, because you can't fuck with it. Yeah. You can't. That, yeah. Another one, amazing harmonies. It, it just, yeah, man, Unchained. Everybody... People that don't even know it know it. No. They don't realize they fucking know it. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I, I didn't you that hear that opening guitar riff, and you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, I know that. Yeah, it, everybody knows it. Oh yeah, for sure. All right, John, what's your number three? John, <laughs> Unchained. Unchained. Hey, yeah. hey, that there's is a that. reason why. There's a reason why it's <laughs> yeah. everybody's list, man. Yeah, that is a good song. Yeah, it's an awesome song. Oh, yeah. Great song. All right, Trex. All right, I'm not picking Unchained, so don't have to worry about that one. (laughs) This song here has been played a lot on the radio, but it's a song, Running with the Devil. Like They play this song to death, but it's still a good song. Yeah, opening (laughs) fucking song. Yeah. It is good, but I kind of got burned out on that one. Um, I understand why, but it's the opening song to that band's legacy. Yeah. You, same thing. You hear that bass shit and that or the horn coming oh. in, whatever, with that bit, you fucking know it and you're going to fucking rock out, man. Oh, you yeah. Can. <laughs> Cannot. All right, my, all right, my number three, Mean Street. Great song. Good yeah. pick, man. Yeah. Great pick. Fucking. Ed's on fire now, and on that album, in general, Ed started using a lot more uh, overdubs and so forth than playing a rhythm track kind of stuff. And in that particular song, at that that end that that outro solo he does on that is just unfucking believable. You know, he's just it is so fucking good. And you know, as a young impressionable young fella, I was just him stepping out and doing what he did on that. At the end of that song was fucking unbelievable. I still. When I, I played in Van Halen Tribute Band years ago, and I'm like, this is one of my favorite songs to play because I kind of had, they let me go as long as I wanted, and I would go for a long time. And then I'd play a couple chords and we'd end it. But I loved how he steps out on that, you know? Yeah. It's the jam. All right. Um, all right, Sniper, what's your number two? This is a tough one for me because you've already, I was going to do Unchained, but I, I was fighting with it because that's one of my favorite songs is that you open with it. But I mm-hmm. went in another direction and I picked Little Guitars Left Diver Down, which was a super cool song because he played it on a little tiny Les Paul that was made for him. And yeah. it's tuned to like a weird tuning. And it's got this really cool guitar part and, and backup harmonies. And it's just a cool little guitar and a little ditty. And it's plus I like, I just, it's at its finest, you know. It's just a great Van Halen song. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Dustin with Jeff for number two. Uh, my number two, someone else already said, but for me, 1984 is the record when I got into Van Halen. I was 10 years old. Of course, the videos and, you know, all the songs that are mentioned, but uh, Drop Dead Legs, man. That's <laughs> Fucking fire. That song is just... I can't even, that was debate. It switched around. It was hard for me. What ended up being my number one, Drop Dead Legs, 
originally was going to be my number one, but we'll get to my number one. All right, John, what was your number two? Jamie's Crying. That's a good song. It, I, to me, it's like a ballad, so, and I'm usually not into those things. Yeah, see, like, that, I think that song got played out, too. And it's not bad, yeah. but yeah, I hear it it's all. It's another classic. Yeah. Another classic off the first record. But thing is, with Van Halen, though, it's like it's either a hit or a deep track. I mean, like, they have so many hits, but then you have, like, you know, all the other deep tracks. I mean, they, every song, every album had hits on it, at least back then. You know what yeah. I mean? Right. So, I mean, everybody's heard Van Halen songs, so. Yeah. All right. Even if Tracks they don't know what it is, Van Halen. Tracks are different. I just already done said, but uh, I done this song because I remember the movie and the scene in the movie Better Off Dead when John Cleese took him the burger and, he, and he's like making a monster burger and he comes <laughs> up with the Eddie Van Halen guitar. Everybody wants some. Yeah. So I was like, that was a cool yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah, that is good. Yeah, that was so that was on my list too. Like, so I got Everybody rid of it. Was good in that song too. Yeah. All right, my number two. I switched it up a little bit so we don't have too many repeats. But I had Where Have All the Good Times Gone? Diver Down. Good song. I have that as an honorable mention. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to comment on that is um I learned this a couple years ago with because I have Sirius XM in my car and uh whatever one of the DJs they played that. And I never noticed this, and I know Sniper will know this, that through some of that, you know, where have all the good times gone? They say, where have all the good drugs gone? Wow. That, that's in there. So <laughs> next time you listen to you know it. know that, Sniper? I've heard that rumor. I have yeah, heard yeah. that. <laughs> no, you're you're going to listen to it, and you're not all of them say it, but because, you know, it's all hard. It's all backups. But it's some of them say it's it's crazy, yeah. <laughs> well, it was it was the uh, it was that was eighty nineteen eighty two, yeah. So cocaine, hell of a drug mm -hmm. back then, you know. Still yeah. kind of is, but mm -hmm. I mean, David Lee Roth and Eddie were in, you know, they that did a lot of blow. So you know, that wouldn't shock yeah. me, you know. Uh, so how many times have you seen Van Halen, Sniper? Uh, probably about. Okay, let me run the math in my head. About 25 times. Oh, shit. Wow. wow. Right. <laughs> you ever there get to see him with yeah. David Roth? Yeah. So, I mean, I saw every tour from 79 up. So okay. I, saw, I saw a 1984 tour two nights in a row in Omaha. Both nights sold out. I've yeah. seen him in Kansas City, Lincoln, uh, Greensboro, uh, I've seen and, and Sioux Falls. I've seen them in several different venues uh, on different tours, and, and like I said, a couple nights in a row in 1984. I've seen them with Sammy Hagar several times. Uh, with uh, never saw the Gary Sharon show, which I, I was, uh, I was, I don't know why I didn't go. But. <laughs> mm, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird time. That was a weird yeah, time. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, for sure. See, I've never sure, seen. Like... Go ahead. You there? Hello. Go ahead, Cyber. What was you saying? 
Oh, I, I was say, I'm sure my ex-wife has something to do with like sucking the life and money out of me, but I'm not sure back then, <laughs> like 90, 98 or 99, I was like yeah. contemplating that, jumping off a cliff, you know, so I don't know. <laughs> that could happen. Like, I, I've never yeah. seen Dan Halen, but I've seen David Lee Roth solo, but it was like in the 90s. And it oh, was man. like, it wasn't the same, you know, like it's when he cut his hair and, and um, I'm trying to remember what record it was. Like, I think it was called David Lee Roth or something. I can't remember what I did. It was Sensible Shoes, something like that, or? I can't remember, but it was like, it wasn't very good. Uh, yeah, I never got, know. I'd like to have seen him like, you know, in the 80s or with Van Halen would have been cool, but. It was, there was a time, uh. Van Halen had released 5150. It was 1986. I think I saw him in May. And then David Lee Roth was like September with that, with that uh, Eat Him and Smile tour. Yeah. And Get out as much it. as I love Van Halen, man, David Lee Roth's band was just unbelievable oh, on yeah. that tour. Just yeah. Fucking yeah. unbelievable. Was Steve yeah, Bye, that was good. Steve Vai played. Yeah, Steve Vai, Billy but, Sheehan, Greg yeah. Missinet on drums, and it was just unbelievable. They were hungry and they were good. And that's Dave was actually really good too back then, you know. And uh, quite the production, you know. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, Van Halen was more about playing the songs with Sammy mm -hmm. Hagar. There, Ed was doing keys, and uh, <laughs> I think Eddie Trunk just had a uh, analysis: fifty-one fifty versus Eden and Spy. Which one's better? Blah blah blah. And it, I mean, it's it split right down the middle, obviously, for a lot of people. Yeah, uh, there's some good songs on both. I, I, I'm like, I can't pick one because I love them both so dearly, but uh, the guitar work, Ed became like Eddie in that time frame, and Stevie Vai was kind of coming into his own right there, and so I, I really like that Even the Smile record a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I did too. I see, I like Video that better than 150. Yeah. It's still Van Halen, but yeah, not as good to me. Yeah. Well, like I always yeah. say, like, I think David Lee Roth was a better front man, but Sammy had the better voice. And I think he sure. was a better Absolutely. songwriter, you know, but. Yeah. Yeah. But I, like if I, I think this. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I go ahead. Say, I, I felt like the songwriting changed so much. Yeah. From 1984. That, that like the part were gone. Like the pot for teachers and the Panama, which you're like, oh man, these are such great songs, you know? Yeah. And then it was Love Comes Walking In. And you're like, what the fuck is this, you know? And keyboards. Yeah. And you're like, ah. I still loved, you know, I still loved Eddie Van Halen, obviously, because he's still Eddie, but I it just, that the fire was different, you know? I mean, it wasn't as, uh, the songwriting wasn't as, I don't know. I like David Ross songwriting a lot better than I like Sammy Hagar's. Well, see, Van Halen, you... Sammy Hagar's a solo artist is fine, you know? Yeah. I just. Well, See, my issue, them. though, is they did too many covers with David Lee Roth, you know, and it's like... That's what they were... See, that's what they were known for. Though. I know, but that's what I'm saying, you know, like, there's, you know, a lot of covers. Yeah. But, you know, like, you They're know, good, I like... Though. Yeah, I yeah. mean, oh, yeah, they are good. They, they make them better, that's for sure, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, but... Um, woman. Yeah. But, I mean, like, if I had a choice of which era I would see, it would, of course, be Roth, because I think it'd be better show overall you know but yeah sure. all right um sam what's your number one after much thought process and, and going over the coals and doing everything i came up with was probably uh the coolest fan hill song ever it's a song off webbing children first it's called romeo delight that was it's probably pretty deep 
They used to open with it quite a bit. That's and an honorable mention of mine. <laughs> that's uh, the middle breakdown is just unfucking believable. So Ed, that's when Ed started. I mean, that's where the he started tapping on that, and that's where the Mean Street intro came from. That whole that you can see the, like the progression, and everything about that song is so fucking cool. And that was the song David Lee Roth concert would go. Oh, I forgot the fucking words. That's where that song started on that tour. Mm. And you're like this. I'm at the US Festival and everything. It just so fucking good, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, it's probably my favorite Van Halen song of all time. So. That's awesome. All right, Dustin, what was your number one? I, like I said, th this was the debate between this song and uh, "Drop Dead Legs" because 1984 is, like I said, the record that got me started with Van Halen when I was young. But uh, this song, man. This Fuck, man. Somebody give me a doctor. That Great fuck. Song. Right on. Fuck. Right on. Yeah. Just how it comes in with the rock star fucking intro, just with, like you, like you said, man, Ed with the fucking, just the riff, and then that song just fucking smokes. All right, Great John. Song. John, what's that for number one? Jump. Atomic Punk. Oh, there you go. Wow. Yeah, that came out anywhere. Yeah, dude, that was that song is awesome. I remember um, listening to it on um, uh, Sirius XM. The, the music playing, the lyrics, everything was just excellent on it. Yeah. All right, Trex, what was your number one? All right. We saw this a few weeks ago, but my um, Bullet Boy singer sung it. Ain't talking about love. It was great. Yeah. Uh, there's no explanation for how good that song is. And it was great when uh, Bullet Boys did it, too. Bullet Boys did so a hell of a job. Yeah, that yeah. Was, they sounded good. Sounds like David Lee Roth. Yeah. They were I, clearly, that original Bullet Boys was clearly influenced by Van Halen. And oh, there's, yeah. There's, there's no that Ted Templeman Ted. produced their shit, too. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 We were at M3 when uh, Bullet Boy's original lineup uh, last year. Mm -hmm. Fucking yeah. unbelievable. They were so fucking good. They were, the chemistry was, I mean, they were fucking great. I had seen Mark with a few fill-ins and the yeah. Bullet Boys, and the chemistry wasn't there. But on that particular night, they were fucking unbelievable. And then we did a show with uh, the Bullet Boys at the Whiskey A Go-Go, and Lonnie went AWOL. And so Mark... Um, did a solo acoustic thing to save the show. Yeah. And he did a couple of Van Halen songs and he played some like 316 and ain't talking about love and stuff acoustic. And it was, it was pretty, he fucking really did a great job, man. And, and props to him for saving the show because he, yeah. he didn't let the fans down, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, we seen him a few weeks ago, um, but it was like, it was Mark with, you know, a bunch of other dudes. Um, right. But yeah, they played with Winger. Bass player. And at the end of the night, um, he came out and they didn't talk, they didn't talk about love with Winger. And they're like you're saying, it sounded so good, man. Like I was, I was impressed. Yeah, he's like, actually uh, a really good guitar player. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's oh yeah, he was. Yeah, he was killing it. Singing. Right on. All right, my number one. I changed it. It was gonna be hot for teacher because that song was so so kick ass. But I went with 1984's "I'll Wait." I Another good one. Yeah, that's a good song. That that's my favorite Van Halen record. Yeah. Yeah, I think we all picked some off that record. Yeah. Yeah. 
That has a very great solo. And and let me see what you all think. I mean, I think you all agree. That's kind of where Eddie started introducing the keyboard stuff. Oh, yeah. With that song specifically. I yeah. I, you know. he, I mean, he, he did do, like, on the Cradle Rock, he played a, a Fender uh, Wilshire, or I mean, a Fender Rhodes through a, a Marshall on that whole intro, that whole song. And then on um, Women and Children, not excuse me, on uh, Fair Warning, he did that whole Sunday afternoon in the park, that weird keyboard thing. And, with the, and then, of course, Pretty Woman, that intro mm. with Intruder, he did that with the keys and the, and the beer can and the guitar and feedback. And so, I mean, they he just, I think you don't. I don't think he liked to be told what to do, and they were like, "Don't play keyboards. Don't play keyboards." Like, "Fuck you! I'm playing keyboards." You know, that's yeah. kind of you know how musicians get. They think they know everything. You know mm. how they are, and so uh, that's probably where you know the whole jump and I'll wait and everything. And and strange enough, I read a thing where Michael McDonald from the uh, Doobie Brothers helped write "I'll Wait" with. Did you know that? Yeah, I think I, I did, did hear that. that. I did. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. It's, that, a weird, you're, it's a weird. It's a weird story. That's, yeah. That's, so weird. Yeah, cool song. I love the guitar yeah. solo. I love yeah. the whole everything about it. And uh, you know, Ed Ed does a great solo on that. It's great. The, the whole song is really well done, and I do like it. And they still play it. Like the last time I saw them in twenty fifteen, they played it. You know, and it was, you know, they flew in the keyboards, obviously, but uh, it still sounded really good. You know, like you mentioned, how they hated the keyboards. Wasn't that the reason Raw ended up out of the band? Because he he didn't like those love. I know. You know. If you have you read an old monk's book, Running with uh, the Devil? There's a lot no. of animosity between him and Eddie, like from like 1981, 82 on, maybe even 1980 on. There was a lot of animosity building up, and you know, friction was what makes a band, obviously, because the better the song is, the better performance. But it can get to you when you're abusing cocaine and alcohol and all the shit you do, you know. But mm-hmm. I know Dave wanted to do his his thing and Eddie wanted to do his thing. And it just they're button heads. And, you know, it's just you get to I mean, there's you know, there's 15 different stories. But I mean, only Ed and, and Dave know the truth. Right. You know, so. yeah. And uh, you know I don't know funny. if you saw that recently released. Uh, there was like that uh, of a, a guy was texting with Eddie, like a journalist. Did you, did he, that was like about three weeks ago. It was a story. And they released it in Rolling Stone, and it was saying, and it was just like 2015, maybe 2016, right up to his right before he died. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like really burnt out on Roth and his fucking glitzy Vegas bullshit stuff he wanted to do, and Eddie wanted to write serious music, and and, they, and he knew that the band was over, and his health issues were coming to get him in anyway because of COVID was kind of he couldn't fly to Germany to get treatments anymore and all this shit. But the the text exchange between them two were really like. Uh, eye-opening for me because I thought they were getting along. Apparently they weren't. Ed kept it to himself and David Lee Roth and Ed didn't end on good terms. Um, if you get a chance, Google that and, and read the interview and the exchange. It's interesting like because it happened in like 2018, 2019 timeframe mm-hmm. right after their last tour on 2015. I remember it was oh, about 20 years ago, Sammy Hagar and Van Halen went on a yeah. Like an anti Van Halen tour or something. It didn't last very long. Yeah. Remember yeah. that? Like, it didn't last very long. I think it lasts like five shows and they couldn't get along. Yeah, they couldn't get along. 
Do you remember that set sniper? I did go see it in Greensboro, North Carolina. Oh, did you? Really? The Sam and Dave tour, yeah. And Michael I think Anthony he was supposed was to come here. Yeah. Yeah. That because yep. he was fired too. Yeah. It was it was a complete train wreck from start to finish. And <laughs> you know uh, addiction is a hell of a thing, you know. So it's hard for people. It was bad. They came out and did a couple songs together. Michael Anthony came out. It's just, it's completely, it was like night and day. You had Sammy singing and Dave doing his Vegas thing. And mm-hmm. he was still not singing terrible back then. Just like now, you just see him. When's the last time you saw Dave Lurath? I, I saw him right before COVID when he was opening for Kiss. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty rough. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I heard it was. But that, well, did he retire or for a while after that? Yeah, it it's i don't know man i love dave i just i know it's maybe it's, I, I don't know i love dave i just he's dave you yeah know? it's funny because he's I, the, hey he's not the only one suffering from i mean don doc and vince Neal, yeah, uh, yeah. Bon Jovi, they're all yeah not doing very well you know yeah so but it's funny like, those know, man sam and dave hate each other i remember hearing them on howard stern promoting that tour they couldn't even get along in there you know, like, oh, ain't talking about love's better than love walks in. And you're know, like arguing on the show and like they're trying to go on tour together and they can't even sit in their same room together. It was, I was like, man, this is going to be a disaster. And yeah, and it didn't last very long. Like three weeks or something like that. <laughs> it didn't last very long. Yeah. A month yeah. maybe. It didn't even make it to the city because uh, I remember when the tour happened, they announced it and all of a sudden it was canceled. <laughs> I think they, Greensboro they, they may have been it. the first or second date. And so it was rough. So I don't know. I was. I snipe or we're getting low on time. You want to promote your social media or, or anything? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just go to midnightdevils.com or our Facebook page, and we're on all streaming platforms. We got a new album out called uh, uh, Never Beg for It. We got a single out, Highway 69, that's going. We also have a new video for uh, we did a cover of uh, Working for the Weekend. Um, and we got, I don't know if you guys have seen this on YouTube, got the pink bastard dancing on it. And, uh, you know, we got a new, uh, we're going to have, uh, vinyl coming out with it, with, uh, two songs on etched vinyl and that'll be available pre-sale. I believe it is available right now. I'm terrible at this kind of stuff because Sam mm-hmm. usually handles it. And, uh, <laughs> we got, we're going to be playing the whiskey coming up here in September with uh, Pretty Boy Floyd and Vamp with Pretty Boy Floyd. So there's some like um, memorabilia stuff that's available, the show poster and a, like a ticket and a tour pack, uh, you know, like a, I don't know what you call it, a swag bag of shit to get for that. If you can't make a show, at least you can get some of the remnants of it. So we got that yeah. coming up. Then we got Rocklahoma, Labor Day weekend. We're playing with all the guys down at Rocklahoma. I think we're, our night is Sunday. So we're like one of the last fans of the night. So. Might be cool, you know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I bet that's gonna be fun. So how's um, how's your shows been though? I mean, like, been like good turnouts and stuff. And... Yeah, we we did a homecoming show, CD release party in Omaha last Friday, and then we drove to St. Louis, and we were supposed to be playing with Slaughter, but it got it got something happened. I'm not 100 percent sure what happened. Uh, but so we weren't gonna be able to play, and then another bar like that was 20 miles away said, 
Oh, you can just play with the, you, will, you can just play no slaughter, but we'll you know we'll take you and they they put us up for a show. I mean it was it was great. It was, it was packed and so uh, right outside St. Louis and so it was a pretty good. It was a great turnout. Sold all the merch. You know had a good awesome. time. Got stupid. You know <laughs> the best thing of all. You know my amp turned on. I get I get loud. I'm happy. So, <laughs> and, you, know. you guys are so fun to watch live. We just talked about this earlier, yeah. man. You guys you guys are so good live. Oh, so much energy. You, yeah. Did you well, watch the same episode? Because uh, me and Trex was like, we telling like how, how when you guys were on, how like, oh man, this is the greatest shit ever. We knew as soon as Sam walked out there, Trex was like, now we got a show, man. Yeah, because Sam it was had so his, great. Had his back turned to the audience. He was talking to Jimmy, and I just saw his hair. I'm like, oh god, now it's a show. <laughs> you didn't. You got to perform. Yeah. And you were out there with the guitar. We was like, you know, this is great. It's funny you say that because there's nothing worse than going to a club and you can't tell who's in the band if they're just if they're just at the show. They're walking around their cargo shorts or whatever, and you're like, who, is this guy in the band? So one thing we always try to do is like, I mean, you can tell we're in the band. You know? Oh, yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. Sam and Jimmy got their little, their, their, yeah, they wear some weird stuff. I'm more, yeah. I'm more laid back. Like, I'm just like, I just want to play guitar and wear black leather, you know, so <laughs> that's what I do. But uh, Oh, yeah. I just want to go out there and like, you know, play some guitar and have some fun and jump around and, you know, uh, have fun for an hour. And then I'm like, I'm done. I'm like, that's kick ass. I did my shit. And I'm sweaty and I smell, but it's cool because my guitar is soaking wet and, and the strings are ruined. But I had a great time. And it's the best part of the day for me. 23 hours a day suck. But that part's good. You know, the one hour is great. So, oh, hell yeah. I, I do like, I mean, you know, it's everything else in life is kind of shitty compared to that. So, what do you do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's awesome. My, well, I know one thing I enjoyed about the show was uh, when you and Sam were on the drum riser and you guys did your jump. That was like, you know, old school. That was the way a show should start out. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, like, you know awesome. what? Thank you. We like, uh, it's not nothing planned. We're just like, oh, fuck, drum riser, kick ass, we can jump off it, you know? And so it's, it's like if we have a drum riser, we'll jump off it. And we like, you know, anybody, you see a lot of bands today, they just kind of stand in place and don't do much. And it's not much yeah, entertainment. So, yeah. I, I mean, if nothing else, it's, you know, I like having fun. And it, if the music makes you jump around, that's cool too. And that's kind of what it does for us. What do you want to swing your arm or put your guitar in the air or, you know, jump up in the air, whatever? That's, that's what the music makes you do. That's you just, you just let it fucking happen, you know? Oh yeah, some guy. I mean, some of that '90s stuff made you want to just stand there, you know. And some of it, it's kind of dark and depressing. And it was just drab, you know. Yeah, you want to. Yeah, people like, pay ten bucks to see or five bucks to see it. They want to. They want to show. Yeah, you know. So um, we we've always thought, you know, like, hey man, if you can put on the best show you can for five dollars, you know, earn the five fucking dollars. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, bands, yeah, they don't put on shows like they used to. And that was, you know, it was nice to see, see you guys so energetic and so much going on, you know, like, you know, they, you know I, growing up in this style of music is like, you know, we got used to that. Then the 90s, things kind of changed up and, you know, more angry, which I like that stuff, too. But it's like, but it just it wasn't fun anymore. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And it's yeah. good to see you guys bring it back. Oh, thanks, man. I, yeah, we we enjoy playing for sure. We love touring. We love playing. 
you know. Me and Sam have already started writing for the next record, you know. So awesome. It, we're gonna try to uh, we do the we, you know the, the the fucking the plot is there. You just have to follow it. You know, it's like the olden days, like in the '80s, the band is like put out a record, tour for a year, put out a record, tour for a year, and so that's what we try to we try to put a record out a year. It didn't work last time because of COVID, but we're trying to put out a record again in about a year so we can tour it again, you know, make another video and tour some more on, on like the third, uh, the third album. So hopefully, you know, God willing, you know, so there's that, you know, awesome. Then I want to ask you about the guitar you have there. It looks like you have one of your Bumblebee guitars there. Actually, this one was, uh, I had a friend of mine uh, at triple X guitars, put this on his website and this thing weighs like 10 fucking pounds. It's really heavy. It's a piece of ash. And I was like, I go, he's like, well, I'm thinking about selling this. I said, well, I want it, you know? So he goes, uh, okay. And he sent it to me and I, I absolutely fucking love it. Uh, they've got the other uh, Charvels. I don't know. It sounds fucking great. It's got, you know, Floyd Rose and fucking, it's all relic up and beat up and shit. And so it's pretty cool. It's, it sounds fucking great. He's got a weird, I don't know, he's got some kind of weird pickup I don't normally use. It's like a hand-wrapped one from uh, Detroit or something. I'm not 100% sure, but it, it's just a hand-built one that he relicked up for me. It's all, you can see right there. Oh, he's kind of, it's beat up and relicked in the backs. Yeah. He just did it to, it's like Eddie, like on the 79 or 82, and it's all beat up and it's cool. And I'm like, yeah, it's, if it's all nice, you don't want to fuck it up. This one's already beat up. I don't got to worry about it. But I don't want that's awesome. I had another one laying here. I would, I don't know if you, you recognize this, but it's probably like more like what you saw him play most of the time, the old Frankie. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's all beat up and shit. And uh, Wayne Charvel made me that one. And Triple uh, X made me this one. And I've got a, I mean, I've got a few Van Halen guitars. Hey, hold on, Sniper. I don't mean to cut you off, but we're, we're about out of time. Are you, are you sticking okay. around for the same Hagar, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we'll, we'll hit you back up in a couple minutes. Okay. And then you can then you can you can tell more stories. We want to hear these stories. Okay. Yes, buddy. We did. All right. Thanks for coming on, man. Hey, thanks for having me. I do appreciate it. All right. Five and out. Welcome, man. All right. Don't forget to hit like and subscribe. Hit the bell icon so you'll be notified when we upload a new video. Follow us on Facebook at Take Five Podcast. Thanks for watching. Five and out.